Hi, we're Phil and Jen, and this is season three, We Can Make Change. This one is episode 12, and we're calling it You Have What You Need. And before we jump into that, we have a self-guided marriage retreat coming out soon, and we wanted to let you know about it so that if you're married, you can prepare and mark your calendars to set aside a weekend. And we're kind of saying, hey, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And think about that and book and plan ahead of time right now, a hotel or an Airbnb or a home swap, or you could plan even a stay-at-home weekend. But think about a weekend, set that set that time aside, and this is going to be coming out soon. And it has all of the elements of a marriage retreat, but it's going to be something that you can do on your own timing when it's convenient for you, and you can go where you would want to go. So make a plan. Set aside some time, mark your calendars, and book somewhere that you would like to go, and just really get excited to reconnect, to make some intentional space, to have fun, and just really find some fresh intimacy. We're really, we're really excited about this. What else do we have going on? Uh, we also got sessions. So we're doing coaching for relational and spiritual growth. So we're doing marriage coaching, um, some parent coaching and encouragement, and also um, spiritual growth coaching, which is like, um, spiritual direction on steroids. I don't know how else to describe it. It's, it's our own little f- phrase for walking alongside people as they are growing in their own spiritual life and world and worldview and practice and questions and wrestlings and reading and thinking and processing and like all the above. So it's creating a safe space for people to continue growing. And so uh, that's been fun. You can check that out at the site as well. But today. Yeah. We're talking about when we make change, right? In our lives internally or externally. And so as we've been discussing, okay, what, what happens when you make change in your life? One of the things that's come up and This has been coming up in pretty much every conversation we're having, whether in our sessions or in conversations with friends or just really, it just sort of feels like the thing that is kind of happening around us right now. I don't know, but it can be disorienting when you grow and when you make change in your life. And so we just want to kind of talk about that today. Like, what does it feel like? Because I think sometimes we think we're making this change for the good. And we talked about resistance and the things that you're going to face when you're, when you make positive change in your life, but also like, then what, (laughs) right? Yeah. So we're going to talk about that today. Our kids are growing, but like at an immense rate. It's insane. No, to the point where, I mean, they are outgrowing clothes. We bought Caleb. Like in a week. It's insane. Caleb's grandparents bought him a pair of slip-on vans and he was so pumped and he got home and like by Wednesday that week, he's all, dad, they're, I think they're too small. Our middle son got a wetsuit for Christmas. And um, obviously with the COVID supply chain, it was backed up. So by the time that he got it, you know, a week later. I was going to say, it was only a It few was weeks. like two inches too short on his uh, arms and on his legs. And it's like a... Um, our kids are getting so tall so fast. And it, it was all really, really slow. And then all of a sudden, it was just explosive as they're in middle school and high school. And my one of my sons has grown so fast. It's like he's like a baby giraffe. It's like his center of gravity moved somewhere in his body that he's not aware of it yet. And yeah. he's trying to like 
He bumps into all the time. He bumps into everything. He's trying to find it. Um, one of my buddy's middle school sons went to a trainer recently, and the trainer just looked at him on day one, and he's like, you just went through a massive growth spurt, didn't you? He's like, yes. He's like, your center of gravity is like in a different place now, isn't it? He's like, yes. He's all, well, don't worry. We'll work it out, and we'll get you cut up to that. And it's it's a little bit like that. Yeah. I remember when I was in middle school, I used to fall down the stairs literally every time. I would I would always be running, of course. I'd be running up the stairs and do 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 do. Fall up the stairs. Up the stairs. And like down, down. We had these, they were straight up and down these stairs. And it got to the point where my parents wouldn't even acknowledge it when it happened. They were just like, obviously, she's falling she down the, the stairs, stairs again. again. <laughs> it became like a, a joke slash like a s- annoyance in our house, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but it's it's normal. For it to feel disorienting when you grow or when you're in a season of change, which we all are obviously in on some level right now. We're all in some... Well, the world's in a massive yeah. change. And so we just want to kind of say, you're okay and you have what you need in that time. Jen and I were talking about this for the last bit now, actually. Not the last couple of days, but the last bit. I well, know. I mean, we've been in somewhat of a change as well, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. What, I wouldn't even define bit just for the last undefined Year, bit. Essentially. More than this. Yeah. We've been talking about this. But um, there's this passage of scripture that Jesus, he's talking to his closest followers, his closest people. And the thing is framed in such a way that he knows that he's about to get taken by the the police or the the temple guard so i guess the religious police and he knows he's about to be arrested and everything's been leading up to this moment where he's going to be taken and and be going to go through his whole passion process and then go to the cross and die and he's got like this last moment with his closest friends these followers of his and he's trying to prepare them for what's to come for when he's gone. But but not just in the that weekend when it's really confusing and disorienting. Um, but like for the rest of forever. And as he's talking to them, he says something really interesting. And it's in the book of John in the New Testament. And it's 14th chapter. And he says, all this I've spoken while I'm still with you. Obviously foreshadowing that he's soon going to not be with them. And then he says, but the advocate, like a capital A, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. And he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So this is a really intimate moment where Jesus is meeting at the last minute with his followers. And this is the thing that he wants to like really give them. You know what I mean? Imagine if you were had, had your last moment with loved ones and you're like, this is what I want to share before I'm gone. And so it's like his like final words to them essentially. And he says, I'm leaving. But I'm sending the Holy Spirit or the advocate with this capital A in the, the word in the original language that this is written in is... Um, Parakletos. Jen just laughed at me. <laughs> she mocks me anytime I attempt 
to say any other language because she said I like, pick laugh. up some kind of funny accent. It's more like a little smirk. Uh, well, you don't even know the ancient Greeks. So what if that was an accurate accent? I'm sure it was. That's well, why I, I'm I don't, not laughing. Nor do I. So we're just going to assume that it was. Okay. So Parakletos. And that just brought my Texan back. But um, the word literally means to call alongside of. It's translated in a bunch of different ways, but but some in the Christian tradition just don't know how to translate it. So it's like they transliterate it and they just say, the paraclete is coming. It's like, we don't know what to say. Whatever that means, yeah. We're just going to (laughs) use the Greek word for, there is a paraclete. It's like, not a parakeet, a paraclete. And um, it's almost like they're like, we don't know. He says, I'm giving you the spirit. So the animating spirit force creator of the universe he says, I'm giving it to you to be with you. In other places, it talks about like abiding with you, like, like inhabiting you, th- mm. like the spirit is in you. And it's like he's saying to them, you have what you need. Mm. You're going to get so freaked out in the next couple of days. You don't even see it coming. I do. You're going to have a wild ride that just begins right now of confusion and disorientation, but I'm giving you the spirit that inhabits you, that is called alongside you. And he's like, you you have it. You have what you need. You have what you need within. Just trust it. Hmm. So interesting that they were given those words before they even knew that they needed to, that they'd be calling upon those words. Like, right? but you're right here. Right. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because I think this season, it's almost like an invitation to figure out for ourselves what that means, you know? Like, to draw upon that well that's already within us, the spirit that's already been given to us, um, to learn in like a somewhat dis- disorienting season, really, how to be still and how to listen and how to be guided by the Spirit, how to be um, given that peace that, I mean, I love that line that was, when you read it to me earlier, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. And I love this this line, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And I'm like, Man, like how many of us need to hear that right now, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we tap into that? That spirit that's that's in all of us. Like this is, that's like the essence of spirit, right? Peace, joy. There's this like this depth there, you know? Yeah, it's 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 a profound idea. And he's like, I'm, I'm giving you the spirit to be with you, to inhabit you. Like, you have what you need. Mm. And it's, I mean, obviously, it's really important to have guides. But often we put like pastors and leaders and systems in place of this reality that we already have what we need. Mm. And we don't trust ourselves and we don't trust what's what's within us. Or we put these other people on pedestals and say, yeah, but we'll just let them tell us. Kind of like what these first people were doing. But yeah, but you're here with us right now. 
Why would we need to trust <laughs> right. what's within us? Because you'll just tell us. Just tell us what to do. It's almost like we don't trust the spirit. We don't trust ourselves. We don't trust our ability to even discern whatever's going on inside. And, and of course, guides are really critically important to help pointing to help point out what the spirit is doing in our lives. Because it's always helpful to have other people come along, especially those who've gone ahead and walked yeah, the path mentors, that like yeah. can help show the way. Of course, but. What he's saying is essentially, but you have what you need. I mean, like in the book of Acts, okay, what's really interesting is the way that the whole thing starts. Jesus tells his, his followers, just wait, just wait for it. And you'll know it when you see it. And when the spirit comes, you'll know the next step to take. And they're, <laughs> they're like, probably like, what? <laughs> and he's like, just let it come to you. And they waited for like 50 days hiding mm -hmm. out for this next step that came to them that was quite obvious. It's, it's like in the season of disorientation, there's a space of going, this is like a waiting space for a lot of us going. Now what? Well, and, and just trusting what's within and trusting that the next mm -hmm. step comes. And then even what's interesting is like the qualifying factor if somebody was even a part of this movement of Jesus was was not if they were a Christian, that, that word didn't exist yet. It was if they had the spirit. If there was evidence that they, that they too had the spirit to them, like, like, do you have the spirit, not the system, but the spirit, but like the debates of who's in and out in the movement were, were all over, well, whoever has the spirit is in, did they have the spirit? Okay. Well, there's that. That's the answer to that. Um, like, it's like a trusting that the spirit is, is within us and we can trust that. In Matthew, it talks about Jesus. Jesus is telling his followers that all kinds of things are going to happen, like evil and war and brokenness and confusion. Um, but that isn't the point, right? Like, it's not like to be delivered from all of that. He's he's like, this stuff is going to happen. Rather, it's more about being fully here in the midst of it. You know, it's not. A, it's like I think sometimes we feel like when things aren't especially when we're trying to make change for the better, right? Like you're trying to make positive change in the world or you're make, trying to make positive change in yourself. And then when things don't work out perfectly, it's almost like, well, this isn't how it's supposed to be, <laughs> you know? Right. And I, and I know we talk about this a lot, but I think it's something that I have to remind myself constantly of, of like, it's, it's like, it was never promised that it was going to be easy. You know, it's like, how do, are we learning to live in peace in the midst of like, all the chaos and the craziness around us, you know, like how do we again, go back to that well and like learn how to tap into that, that, um, the spirit that's within us, you know, and to like, like you said before, like, do not be troubled, do not be afraid. How do we, what do we do with our fear? What do we do in the midst of, um, like a moment like we're in right now, you know? And it's interesting because at the very end of that same gospel, Jesus' last thing that he says is, don't worry, I'm with you to the end of the age. Like, I'm, yeah. like, like you're okay. Spirit, the, you have what you, what you need. Like, yeah. you're okay. You're not alone. You have what you need. Like, imagine, like, speaking of disorientation or speaking of, like, change that's happening in the world or, or even people <laughs> that are going through, like, like a, a growth even in their faith or in how they see or hold the world or mm. God or the whole thing, 
it's like it's like a disorienting feeling even going through the disorienting changes that are happening around us imagine going to that first transition right the, the, the like that's crazy like this is not the first time the world has gotten crazy or broken or confusing or transitioned you're not alone you have the spirit you have everything that you need yeah so it's normal to feel disoriented when you're when you're growing when you're making changes and you have what you need and I think it's even normal just to feel a little bit freaked out, you know, especially if your worldview or your view of God is changing because it, it's almost like the rug is being pulled out underneath you or like the, like the ground that you're standing on is shifting. It can feel disorienting. And, and, and that's, I think something that we wanted to name of like, that's just, that's normal. That's part of it, you know, and wait it out a minute. Like, See what happens. Mm. I think we're so quick to try to fix and want to, like sometimes I think we want to rush a process, you know? Totally. I and, do. And part of, the pro part of the process yeah. is, is the shaping, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, we're all in that. I mean, I want to rush this process that we're in right now, like, globally like this thing whatever is happening right now i'm over it <laughs> i'm ready to fast forward uh yeah yeah next. yeah um or or like it, it it can feel very like a flood of things can come through like it, it can't just sometimes it's not just disorienting or it's not oh, just good. confusing yeah. sometimes it just feels like overwhelming just straight oh, up yeah. overwhelming like like it fills up and flows over the bucket of emotion yeah i think a lot of people are there right now yeah like this is too much that was like that was that, one too that many was one too many <laughs> i was right on the edge yep. and that little pebble in my bucket made a big splash yeah um that passage is interesting this is the one i was reading earlier about jesus in the book of john it's john chapter 14 that same passage picks picks up right right where I left off, and he says, "You heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you'd be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I." He's like, "Don't worry about me. Where I'm going's good." But he said, "But I'm telling you this so that you know now, before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will <laughs> believe that you won't be what." Um, and he says. I will not say much more to you. And then he says this really strange line. He says, for the prince of this world is coming and he has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the father and do exactly what my father has commanded me. And then he's like, come now, let us leave. And they're like leaving this the house. The weirdest, this is so weird. And there was this no, message. <laughs> well, it's, the book of John uses really different language than the other gospels. That's what I'm saying. And it's, it's such a, some people have called it like the spiritual gospel and the others they call like more of like, it's more like historical sort of telling or account or recollection. But like, I don't like that distinction. Mm. But John yeah. takes a very different kind of perspective on on what it shares about these stories of Jesus. And he, and he does speak sometimes very cryptically. That's so cryptic. <laughs> but what's interesting and what he says when it comes to that feeling of being completely overwhelmed mm. is he's like, I'm going away. It's okay. It's disorienting, mm. but don't be surprised. But then he says, the prince of the world is coming. And he's talking about the devil or he's talking about the Satan. And if you listen last week when we talked about 
resistance. We actually looked at a bunch of passages in the, the New Testament Gospels where Jesus actually names Satan in these places of resistance within himself, within his closest followers, within like people that were opposing him, even like the whole movement. There's this every time there's resistance, he calls it Satan. He names it. Or the devil. Yeah. Or, or the devil. And it's interesting that at this point, at the very end, he kind of names it again. And he's saying like the the temp, the tempter, the the Satan in Hebrew, it's it's the Satan, which just means like the tempter is 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 coming but there's no hold over me there's another translation is the the tempter is coming but he'll find nothing in me it's like there's this sense of inner work that jesus has done there's a sense of release and surrender there's a sense of like knowing and commitment to this calling that he has on his life, that like there is no amount of resistance, there is no amount of of um, temptation. There, the, like nothing's gonna get him. Like resistance can come, disorientation can come, that overwhelmed feeling can come. It's about to describe him, like so stressed out that he's like in a garden on his knees, crying out in prayer to take a different path. That he's like sweating bullets of blood off his head, and this like deeply anxious. Like like there's plenty of disorientation, but he's like. When the resistance comes, when the disorientation comes, he's like, it, it doesn't have a hold on me. It's just going to pass. It'll find nothing in me. Um, we've talked about this before, but uh, Emily Nagoski, um, who's written a bunch of great books, but speaks about like stress and anxiety and the stress cycle and the burnout cycle and all these things. And she says, emotions are like travelers and they want to pass through you. And she says, they, they will if you follow them like a tunnel down into the darkness and out the other side. Just let them go and follow it all the like feel the fields and let it go all the way through and out the other side. She's like, but if you try to like resist and you try to not feel the fields or you try to to like not surrender to it, but instead like grasp hold of it, they actually get stuck in you, and that's where it can become very overwhelming. And I think that's what Jesus is saying. Like, he's not going to have any hold on me. He's not going to find mm -hmm. anything. It's not going to get mm -hmm. stuck in me. It's just going to, he's going to feel it. He's going to feel it so hard that he's yeah. sweating blood off his face. But he's so surrendered that it's just going to pass through him. And he's like, it's not going to find anything in him. And what's interesting is he's, he didn't just say that of himself. There's like another passage in Luke where it has Jesus talking to Peter and he says that the Satan. It's just such a funny fact. <laughs> he says, the Satan has asked if he could test you, if he could sift you like wheat. Which is, I mean, imagine that being a conversation. So uh, what do you say? <laughs> it's got kind of like this like, really weird sense of dialogue. But it's like Jesus is saying, you're all going to be tested in the same way. The temptation and the resistance, the overwhelmed feeling, the disorientation is going to, to flow into you as well. And it's like a testing. And he says, when you get through, then strengthen each other. Mm. It's just like a fascinating mm. statement. Mm. Like there's lots of times temptation and resistance and like Jesus calls the Satan, like the, the disorientation, the doubt, the freak out comes that moment of disorientation to the point of just being like yeah change is hard i'm overwhelmed the world is crazy like it's just this overwhelming 
feeling. And I think like, like what he's describing is that freak out, like I'm not okay. <laughs> or you get stuck or you get disoriented or you feel lost. And it's this deinstitutionalized sort of feeling or this like transitioning feeling. And you're not sure where and like things that we used to look to to ground us aren't there anymore. And it's just like, yeah, like I feel like everybody that we know right now is, is like experiencing that in some way. I just, I do like the conversations struggle. that we're having, just the struggle and it's coming out in different ways and it's manifesting in different sort of directions relationally mm -hmm. or yeah. mentally or spiritually yeah. or um, socially. It's just, it's like this, this like, I talk to people and they're like, dude, nobody's okay. Or I talk to people and like in sessions that we're doing or in just friendships and relationships and like, it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, that's where we kind of thought of even doing this as a topic was just we found ourselves consistently saying to people, you're okay, and you have what you need. And it's 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 like we were finding ourselves coming alongside of people, and that's that's kind of been a theme of just like, hey, you're okay. <laughs> like, you're going to get through this, and you have what you need. And I think even for ourselves, like in this last season, we've been through so much change purposely some, you know, and then some obviously just what everyone else is going through. And we, we've had to change the way like we're talking to ourselves right now and be super careful with our self-talk and we're calling each other on it. And like super gracious if somebody's, yeah. If somebody's like not speaking truth, it's like, Hey, no, that's not truth. Like, it's like, we like, are, I feel like we're like vigilant about it. You know, it's like he won't find anything in me. Mm, yeah. And, and yeah, the grace, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like you, I feel softer towards you and I feel like you have been so much softer towards me. And I just feel like, like there's this understanding of like, yeah, like we just need like a gentleness and a tenderness right now in this season. And I mean, we've, we have this privilege to be meeting with people and couples. And I think a lot of relationships are feeling the just the the extra weight of this last season and maybe this is a season for us to get in the habit of just learning how to be more tender with one another and more gracious and letting each other off the hook a little bit more you know and we've gotten in the habit even recently of just telling each other like you just see that look in someone's eye when they're kind of having a moment and like phil will come up to me and just put his hand on my back you're okay you're okay and it sounds so silly, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> yep, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. That's right. Yep. Um, and I think we've even gotten more serious about like, and we keep talking about letting the emotions move through our bodies. And we've always been like pretty serious about take, you know, exercising and like self-care in that way. And, but I feel like now we're like, we cannot miss a day of exercise because it's like a, the physical outlet of like allowing the emotions to physically move through your body. That's a thing. And we've been talking a lot about like the integration of mind, body, you know, spirit and how it's all, it's just, it really is. It's all connected. And, um, I mean, even just like getting super deadly serious about silence and practices to orient ourselves in this season. I mean, what if we got more serious about that in this season as we're, whether we're having change imposed upon us or whether we're making change in our life or whether we're trying to make like broader change in the world, 
What if we got more serious about getting silent and, and knowing that we have everything that we need, that the spirit is already with us, that the spirit has equipped us even for this moment, which feels like, really, are you sure? Mm. <laughs> are you sure I have everything I need? Cause it doesn't always feel like it. You know, what if we even get more serious about our things like our breathing or and this is why we're talking about things like food and what we're putting in our bodies. Like it's, it's all integrated. You know, God provided these things for us to, as nourishment for our bodies. God provides us with our, our very breath as a way to like regulate ourselves. You know, like this, this stuff, like I feel like we've gotten more serious about this stuff. What if we even just get more serious about kind of just this next step before us instead of like, what's the whole, you know, trying to freak out about what the whole path is, mm. you know? And what if we got more serious about sharing with people where we're, where we're at and encouraging and, and listening to each other? Like, this is my day. You know, I have a girlfriend and I feel like it's like, this is my day. I'm going to unload. Okay. You got, you got a minute. I'm going to download right now. Just brrr. okay, cool. <laughs> she <laughs> speaks into me. Hang up. Bye. Do it again. Usually there's a kid interruption or two in there, but what if we get, you know, a little more serious about that as we're, as we're in this season and, and, and maybe for you, for you right now, maybe you feel disillusioned. Maybe you feel a little jaded. Maybe, maybe, Man, if you wrestle, have wrestled with mental health, maybe it is really amplified right now. Or maybe maybe you never have. And for the first time ever, you're finding yourself like struggling with depression or anxiety or um, whatever it is, man, that can be really disorienting. And, and our society has not done a good job of talking openly about this stuff. And it can be super disorienting if that's coming up for you for the first time ever. Maybe you're experiencing like bouts of panic attacks or anxiety where you just don't feel like getting out of bed in the morning or, or whatever it is. And maybe you're just finding yourself exhausted right now. That's, that's okay. Be tender with yourself um, because, you know, we've never been through this time before. <laughs> and our brains can literally not process the amount of information and change that's happening. No, it, at right least now. not real time. No. It needs space. It's you that needs, waiting space. Yeah, the listening, the quiet spaces. And and of course you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> Just with the amount of change and things happening on the world, in the world right now. And if you've experienced any kind of trauma, which we all have on some level, right? In the last like couple of years, there's there's been like a societal trauma that we've all experienced. And I know that sounds kind of dramatic and but it really is. It, it's it's like traumatic what we've been through. And that alone can make you feel exhausted. And so just, I think, give yourself some credit. Let yourself off the hook a little more. Like even just doing the, mo the normal day-to-day -day activities can wipe you out. So be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. We're not machines, you know? If you're not getting as much done as you normally do, that's okay. Because we're not, we're human beings, you know? Yeah. So what if we just kind of took a different approach in this season as we kind of receive this idea that we have what we need and what is what are those things and we lean into it you know yeah and, and i i love what 
Because Jesus is obviously like, you know, I'm about to experience some resistance, but it's not going to find anything in me. It's not going to get stuck in me. It's going to pass through me. Mm. And then he's like, and it's coming for all of you. <laughs> and when you get through it, strengthen each other. <laughs> Which I actually, yes, I love that because love like it. with us, with our friends right now, like if there's a freak out, it's like, okay, I'll just hug you. Or just laugh together, man. I'll hold your hand. <laughs> we'll do something different. We'll strengthen each other. We'll laugh. And I'll say, hey, you're okay. We're okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> like like with our friends, with the taking turns, it's, it's a regular thing. Like I, I'll text my friends and just be like, I love you. It's hilarious. It's true, it's and true they'll story. just respond at first weirdly. And now they're like, I love you too. <laughs> and then it's turned into like, man, I really needed you to say that, man. Thank mm. you. You know what I mean? And it's like, we're, you're okay. It's going to be okay. And, and sometimes you'll get to the next day and be like, that was weird. What was that? You're like, oh, that was all of that coming to test me. And it was just passing through me. And I just let it go. And I'm okay. And it really is okay. This is an unsettling time. It's a deinstitutionalizing time. It's a disorienting time. But you're okay. You have everything that you need. And the spirit is present. Yeah. And there's life beyond the known places. There's life and there's hope and opportunity for even deeper connection with God than you know. And you have what you need. And it's okay if you feel like a baby giraffe right now. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll catch up to it. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out our website, philandjenwood.com, to register for upcoming experiences and to see what else is going on. And if you enjoyed this, feel free to subscribe. You can even leave a review. Keep going. See you next time.